everyone, and welcome to the Houston Element Podcast. My name is Missy, and I'm your host. And today, I have the lovely pleasure to share time and space with another one of Houston's finest. We have local recording artist band, Tracing Paces. Hello, everybody. Hello. Woo! Tracing. How's it going, guys? What's up, man? It's it's, it's going, going pretty good, good actually. Yeah, we we're just getting busy, getting ready to be busy as far as studio stuff, festivals, and just general band stuff. Like even social media has been taking up our time before oh. we even knew it. Yeah. Oh God, you are preaching to the choir, honey. Not enough time. Choir. Not, Not enough, enough time. time in the day for all the social. <laughs> I mean, imagine having to make six reels in one day, and then all this. It seems easy, but it's hefty, man. And then ideas and all that, creative on the spot. I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. So one by one, can you introduce yourselves, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll start then. Uh, I'm Mateo Maldonado. I play guitar in the band. Uh, I've been in it for, what, pretty close to a year now? Yeah. And uh, and I'm just super psyched to be here with the number one podcast in Houston. And uh, go ahead, my brother. I'm Jason Anthony, the uh, singer for Tracing Paces. And... Um, I was the original founder of the band, and um, super excited to be here and with the best podcast in Houston. All right, my name is Alexa. I'm their new bassist, actually. So I've been here a couple months, maybe, <laughs> and I'm just excited to see where this band takes us. So see what we come up with music-wise. We're coming Heck up yeah. with it already, man. You've you've written a couple of your own tracks in there too. You've already made your mark on the band, you know? Hey, yo. All right. Yeah. Okay. So things are getting pretty serious, man. Okay. They're like, okay, no, this stuff is fresh. We need to present this. That's wonderful, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was It was crazy, too. I think, well, how long did it take? Maybe five months to come up with the tracks? Yeah. So we had an EP that we released in May, and that took about five months to create all the songs and then have them recorded was another time. With Alex we wanted to start creating new stuff and I think within maybe two weeks or something we already had a new track and then we come back from a show and then we had an idea for another one and he's sending me ideas so it's it's been really organic and I think it's it's such a strange thing I thought that I would have a different connection with this person and then this other person but I think him and I work really well and our sound even works pretty good too because it's a funk thing that we have that's our common ground actually and then, uh, yeah, one thing I want to add in there is that, I don't know, now that when we released that first EP and whatnot, um, that was more of just like a fun experience. Uh, we were more just playing with it. And um, now we have a general idea of, you know, hey, this is what we want. And, you know, this is what we're going to do. And, I mean, he'll just play a riff. And there actually was this one. It's actually um, one of our uh, new songs called uh, Come Home and whatnot. And um, he played it, and um, I had a little verse going to it, and I really liked it. And I was just like, you know, just keep playing that, keep playing that. And we wrote a whole song in a, in like a couple minutes, fifteen minutes, dude, yeah. ten minutes, and Easy it, money. it's just phenomenal. And we can't wait to share those with everyone. It's, it's so, so excited. Oh, I'm excited to hear it too. So this is unreleased stuff you're talking about. Yes, unreleased. Ooh, yeah, it's gone pretty fast too. I mean, we had. Another drummer and bass player, even before him. And so him and I had to rebuild. 
and I'm not the original member. So it was really, we're trying to rebuild his thing. And he has school going on. I've been in school and work for a little bit. So I'm more acclimated to it. Yeah, because I just started college. Yeah. Right? This is my, it was my freshman year of college. So, you know, it was, <laughs> yeah, and it was really tough. Within you know, a little bit of time, we had you and then we had another drummer. And then we have a new guy, actually, who we are super happy was... to announce. And Wait, you were saying something? No, you're good, you're good. Oh, okay. I just wanted to announce the newest member to our band. His name is Will McFarlane. Hey, Will, I hope that you're doing good over there. Fantastic drummer, and we couldn't be more happy to play with him. And, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's been so organic and so fast, and I don't know. I really, I'm so excited to see what comes out of the future. We've already done phase one. Might as well keep moving. No reason to stop. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So how long have you guys all been playing together? You say you've been with them a couple months. You've been About, with them a yeah. year. Yeah. So originally, this comes from you and the first drummer. Yeah. So originally, <clears throat> me and the first drummer, you know, he also played a little guitar. And then him and I, you know, we, we played a couple of these shows and we had a little thing going. But we're like, you know, let's expand on this. Let's, let's, let's make this a band. And he was like, you know, I'm going to stick to my strengths. I'm a drummer. So we get Mateo going and then we find another uh bass player and we just keep going from there and then we go through rebuild phase but for all three of us and including Will McFarlane who isn't here I mean Will McFarlane is new he just played a show last Sunday like that that was his first show with us um but as terms of how long Alexa has been with us it's been four months it's all very fresh I haven't been counting days you know but it's, it's about time flies. Man. <laughs> time does fly. Yeah. Jeez, man. You've seen us make no money, then you saw us make money, get a studio room. Oh, my God. Oh, You've been through the best and the worst of it already. We've been in the closet, then we moved to a room. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. now we're going to go to the studio, you know? Yes. Yeah, so we had this one really, really small rehearsal room. It it was smaller than this, it was smaller than this room. It was like half of this room. Yeah. And... um. Uh, that was so tough because we had the drums in the corner. We had some equipment. Uh, we had him in there, and then we had Mateo in there, and then I was in there. And I would—I also play keyboard, keyboard yeah. at sometimes at my shows, at our shows. So I will have to bring that big thing in there, and it was miserable. And then we finally got an upgrade to another room, which is way bigger and so much better for us. And now we're going into a studio. Indeed. And so, do y'all like? to uh, do what they used to call gang recordings where you are all like in there recording your individual parts or do you like to do individual recordings or does it depend? So on our first EP, we did uh, what you call a gang recording. We all were in there and we all did like a live take and then we would overlay instruments. But I believe for this uh, new project, we're going to do individual recordings and um, piece by piece. Uh, Mateo can sort of... Yeah. Um, realistically, I, I'm not completely sure, and you can call me if I'm wrong, but I think that this is you and Will's first experience in the studio. Yeah. we've. I understand how he works. He understands how I work and our strengths and stuff. So I think that we really have to see how to make you guys feel comfortable to give you guys the best performance, whether it's us recording live together, separately with parts. I mean, at the end of the day, we have a whole day mapped out for just layering and mm -hmm. nitpicking. So, I mean, it's just you guys telling us what you feel most comfortable in. You know, these aren't just our songs. You guys are part of the band now, man. Like you said, it is It is going to be my first time in the studio. Maybe. I don't know about Will. Uh, so, I'll, we'll just see how it goes, man. Uh, 
I wouldn't be too worried about it. Uh, I'll just take it as it goes, you know? Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun yeah. building experience. Y'all just want to play. That's all. Yeah. You- yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we got these really fun songs and um, we know there's people who want to hear them. And um, we enjoy doing this. This is what makes us happy. And we just want to do it. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, man. So can you tell us what was the inspiration behind the artist's name, the lyrics, and your overall style? <clears throat> so artist name, that was, that was absolutely crazy how long it took us to come up with Tracing Paces. <laughs> I mean, we were Voyage at the very beginning, and then we changed to Voyager, and they were like, this name Voyager. sucks. This name absolutely <laughs> sucks. We need a different name. So I remember we all went down to a beach house or whatever. And we were all just chilling there in the middle of the night just saying names. And then our old bass was like, what about beige? Like, what about beige? I think beige is a good name. And then the next, we all go home and we're still thinking about it. And it's like, you know what? Tracing paces, I think, is a good idea. And then we keep rolling and listening to somewhere. And that finally caught our grasp. And then <clears throat> lyrics, the way lyrics come out... Um, it's interesting. Last EP, I sort of took um, I took really inspiration from other music. I was really more listening to 80s and stuff then. And uh, I took more inspiration uh, from those songs. I mean, like No More is more like of being done with something or being done with like a relationship, whether it's friendship or whatever. Um and you're sticking up for yourself, really. So it can be from past experiences for me. But I know for this new record, whenever I get in like a part where I just can't think, I will go and look at poems every once in a while. And I'll pull some ideas, rearrange and whatnot. And that's really how our lyrics come to be. Um, and that's how our, song, our Tracing Paces title came to be. Hopefully not too many love poems, man. Uh, yeah. I hope you, you read some <laughs> other type of... Yeah, well, we could be like Queen and write a song about a car. So. We could, we could. <laughs> Maybe right. instead of a car, it can be like a motorcycle. You never know. <clears throat> a boat. Yeah, a boat. A boat, yeah. The color beige. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that almost was our name. That almost was our name. We're like, Wait. that's a good name. Like, we, need, we should work that into one of these new tracks, man. That should be a song name, Beige. <laughs> I mean, I would be interested. I'd be like, hmm, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like, what, does, what does the color beige sound like? Yeah. (laughs) So what sort of elements is important for you guys to have in your music, whether that be kind of effects or specific techniques you like to use? Do you want to go through the line? Yeah, we can go through the line. Go ahead, brother. Me? Yeah. Yeah. For me, I don't know. Uh, I think that as together as a band, we should find some sort of structure through our songs and stuff. Uh, So it's not just like you play a part you know, write it down and play another part. Uh, I think it's important to uh, write in advance after you're, after you like, you come up with a riff, right, Mateo? Uh, and then you kind of sort of write from there. Like if you, you come up with a part for the verse, then you come up with a part for the chorus. And then do you, let's say, do you just write from there? Or do you... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you do like how do you write songs, man? One thing that one thing that I I've noticed is that we all sort of pour our own we all pour our own styles into the music. Um 
He is a funk guy, and he is more of a funk guy. If I'm yeah, sorta. We all put our own styles in there. Like I'm a classic rock guy. I took a lot of inspiration from like Steve Perry and Lou Graham from Foreigner and all that. So I, that's really what I brought to the band. And then that's really how we made all our music sort of our own. Um, We took each uh, aspects of stuff and um, all put it together, and it came out with some really cool stuff. I mean. I know no more is really far from what uh, Mateo preferred, like <laughs> what really writes. So when that came out, I was, I was shocked too, not gonna lie. And um, that's really how we all come, our music really comes together. We all pour our own ideas into it and our own styles. You know yeah, I that's, I think that you guys kind of hit it on the dot. I I don't know, man. To answer your question, I, I don't particularly have a formula in my head for songs. It's, it depends who's the most inspired by it. If I play a riff and Jason seems to latch onto a lot, I'll give him a little bit more control than I would have myself because he's very much into it, more than I am most of the time. But I, I'm i not sure. I mean, I think that the riffs that I have come up with really are thanks to my lack of general guitar knowledge, to be honest with you. I mean, if you go ahead and look at the scene, the Houston scene is fantastic, don't get me wrong. But you see all these guitar players and they're really brilliant guitar players and they can explain to you the finite details of everything that they're doing, the pedals. I'm Like my friend Ron, fantastic player, and he can tell you the inside of my pedals before I could tell you it. But I, I think that it's that lack of me knowing that makes me curious to do stuff. So I don't know, I'll, I'll play something or certain notes and it won't inspire me a lot, but if I take time away from it, I'll start hearing stuff in my head as weird as that sounds. And at some point, I just needed to write. I remember I was in in college, actually, taking a class. I think it was math or something like that, right? And I hear this thing in my head, and it's one of the songs that we're writing on. And so I had to tell the teacher, I got to go to the bathroom. I need to go right now, midway through, like, my final. Go in my car, and for 20 minutes, I'm just recording with the phone and all that. And I'm I'm not sure. It's, It's something innate that I can't explain too well, but it's something pure and it's visceral and it's human and there's mistakes in it a lot of the time that we work it out but it's it's something that i can't explain to be honest with you it's from something else i'm not sure really it's just another sense you know like uh, it's not one of your six senses or whatever it is this sense that this energy is flowing through you and it either leaves your fingertips or your yeah vocals or all your pores and it's just like music yeah. That was pretty good. We need a <laughs> backing we copy- vocals. Can we copyright that? <laughs> backing vocals. Here we that? go. I'll give that to you for free. Maybe that's no how problem. we start off the record. <laughs> Music. Yes. Hey, it worked for Daft Punk. You're not wrong. Yeah. A lot of stuff worked for Daft Punk. <laughs> what is that and song so- around the world? Is that, is that around the yeah. world? Dude, it's so yeah. good. We were listening to Daft Punk on the way here, like old stuff from Homework. And uh, what's, the, what's the record before that? It's Homework and uh, I think it's Human After All. Mm-hmm. Those, those records are brilliant. And it's so far away from what we write to. <laughs> like I, I was telling, I think I was telling <laughs> our manager or something that I'm gearing up because we start recording on the 17th of February. That on the 17th of this month, I stopped listening to music. So I'm going to have to take off my Spotify and everything. Because once we start recording and writing music, I, I can't be around other music. Really? I, yeah, it's so easy for me to pick up on stuff and be like, I want to do that. And I could 
for example, I could steal, I don't know, let's say like, I don't know, Smoke on the Water. And if I put it in a different key, since I don't really know that much about music, to me, it's a new song. And then we'll write on it. But then I hear the song again and it's like, oh my God, that's not original for me. So I, I like to just be as far away and disconnected from external music and external forces like that whenever I'm writing, just to be pure. I like that. I like that, man. And I bet some great stuff comes out of it. Uh, yeah, I think that, uh, when I first came into the band, you, Mateo, were really inspired by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Extremely. Uh, same for me, uh, not going to lie, a little bit. And then uh, when we started just jamming out, everything we played almost resembled Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's so and It was really bad, but, you yeah. know, we, we went through it. We, we got it going. It sounds way better now. We come up with our own stuff, so. It's so hard to get away from that. It's it is. Like you I start to idealize certain players and and like I mean some of my gear is based around those guys and you just get you get so into and so attached and our old drummer didn't help that at all because he was a chili peppers nut too. <laughs> oh my god. So, I remember we tried to work his poor soul into playing like Can't Stop and Under the Bridge and we would take like journey songs like and swap them for each other. <laughs> But, but uh but yeah no it's it's just it's something weird it's like you take on the characteristics of what you really love but i i happen to just do that too much and it's something that i recognize and i need to get away from but i guess acceptance is the first thing to change you know kind of reminds me of actors you know how they take on a role but they have to remember to when they're off the clock to be, go back to being themselves yeah it's like mm -hmm. you're in this creative mode and you're creating this vision but you have to remember you are human after all there you go <laughs> perfect amazing i'm sorry we can we can be done right there and that's perfect <laughs> that's... i'm sorry i couldn't help myself that was brilliant i love that <laughs> so y'all were telling us about how, a little bit about how y'all do your studio rehearsals but what about for live performances um, you, you know, your your drummer just did his first show with you, all the hmm. things like that. But I mean, do y'all do uh, certain kind of rituals for rehearsals for live performances? Alcohol. No. That's that's well, you, Mateo. That's all you. That's Mateo. <laughs> I as a singer, I stay away from all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. uh, because well, not only that, but I I go to school for I'm a opera singer too. Wonderful. Uh, I do uh yeah I do vocal performance, but we have literally no rituals before shows honestly we <laughs> we practice head to show maybe we'll i guess chill together watch the show before that's it <laughs> i mean it's it's nothing um i i guess you could say we're just all together i mean that's really our ritual is us all being together really i think um, it works for us though man because at these shows it's you're playing without a net it's like playing like an acoustic thing where like i can't rely on my pedals to make me sound good mm -hmm. There, we don't have, like, the click track and, like, all this stuff to yeah. help us out. It's you get it or you don't. Yeah. So, I don't know. The the spontaneity or spontaneity, sorry. It's really nice. Uh, and it works really well, actually. I think you and I are able to communicate really well. Uh, I think it's sometimes you don't understand whatever I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, my <laughs> eye movements, but it's fine. I, as far as pre-show ritual, I mean, we rehearse. That's it. It's really it. We rehearse and we chat in the group chat. Send memes. That's the whole shtick. Send memes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because it's what keeps us going. The memes. Yep. 
So how, so far, have y'all had good experiences during sound check with your live sound engineers? No. The first couple of times, not gonna lie, uh, I haven't been able to hear my instrument uh, at all, like in the recordings afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's gotten better since uh, I made sure afterwards uh, that I can hear myself and that others can hear me. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah. We've had good experiences, I'd say, and then bad experiences. Like, there's times. I wouldn't say. I mean, huh? was it before? No, it was, it was during hours. I mean, there's times where, like, during the sound check, you know, I'll hear myself in the monitors. And then when, once we start performing, I cannot hear anything. So I'm over singing and whatnot, tire myself out within the first two songs uh, so I can hear myself. But we've really had good and bad experiences. And honestly, it seems like it's every other show that we have a good <laughs> and bad experience. So, but all the sound guys are awesome. Um, that's really on me to be more vocal about um, uh, whether or not my monitor is good enough or whatnot. So, um, but yeah. Well, what kind of things have y'all learned since from your good and bad experiences that you think are helpful to you now to put on a more successful live show in the future? I'd I'd honestly say the one thing is being more vocal. Um, I'll try and tell them, you know, um, if you need anything, just tell me and I'll say it to the sound guy. And after um, after song, I actually did it at our last show. If I can't hear myself, I'll be like, hey, can you please turn me up more? Um that's the same thing, you know. I've I've let them know, you know, if they need anything, just let me know, and I'll tell them to turn us up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really it. We're trying to get um, our new drummer on board with that and getting him used to it, because mm-hmm. that's our biggest challenge right now is getting him used to those live performances and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, that's Excellent. how it goes. Excellent. So let's talk about some of these gems that you've been leaving with us with. So you released. Your self-titled EP called Tracing Paces. Can you tell us more about that? Would you like to elaborate a little bit? I would love to elaborate a little bit. So initially, uh, because I'm pretty sure that we had lost a couple members towards the end of it because school, some people had to move away. So we were left with these, sorry, with the original members and me. And so we're chatting about it and they're throwing ideas at each other. And it's, it's one of those things where just, it doesn't sound right. It's, it's like the beige thing. Like you're either trying too hard and then you mess it up or you're not trying enough and you're not trying to do something successful. You're trying to get it done. So they were throwing ideas and it clicked in my head because whenever I did this type of stuff, I said, why don't we like structure like a story? So feel is the first song on the record. And I, I'm and more in tune with a relationship in this record. So oh, yeah, yeah. you remember what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. It, it builds like a story of a relationship, like a person. If you listen yeah. to it, it works. So at the end of it, I had said, guys, we're thinking too much. You're tracing like you're how you're going back and doing the work that was already there. And you're hitting your paces again. Like you're just you're moving like you're unsteady, but you keep doing it. It's the same thing as this record. If you put it on repeat, it's going to go from good to bad, from good to bad. And it works. It's it's just one of those things that it just clicked in my head when we were talking about it and I was adamant to just keep it simple plus most bands have their self-titled debut it just it only made sense to me and I try to make that a point to them yeah I, I remember that um I think the actual EP order is feel hold on too late no more than heal and yeah feels the starting of a relationship um 
hold on is it going through its up and downs too late is um the uh the bad sides are obvious um but you're still trying to make it work no more is saying no more <laughs> and then heal is y'all coming together and really healing healing yeah <laughs> it's pretty yeah heal and no more a little self-explanatory <laughs> so yeah. um but yeah um yeah those i enjoyed making those tracks um and putting them in those order in that order was awesome because originally we're just gonna like oh let's just put them in whatever order you know we'll put hold on and no more first but to make it have meaning and it was really awesome for us to do i agree with you completely i think it it wouldn't have been so special and so rewarding if we didn't do that i mean you see a lot of records that it's just one thing but then you get stuff like i don't know like the who with tommy where it's one big story and a bunch of other stuff and although this isn't on the grand level of such acts and you know works it is to us because we know the work that we put into it i mean we we're recording like late i was working two jobs had full-time school and i would still try to come out here Sometimes he would come out of like the recording booth and it, uh, our drummer would come out of it sweating and tired. Like we put work into it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. it, we we're going in five hour stretches uh, into the studio. And, um, you know, I had school too and I had some school competitions and whatnot going on with it. And um, I, I know that's not as, you know, as much as, you know, two jobs and all that. But for me, you know, that was my, uh, that was a lot to me. And, um, uh, it was it was very rewarding, and you know, having to stay back and still do all those late nights and all that, and not only that, but the money—that's <laughs> the biggest thing—the money that was put into it. Um, still suffering. Still suffering. Yep, still suffering. Still paying off that debt, and um, to see how rewarding uh, it is and how well received it is um, really makes it all worth it. To me and whatnot, um, and even if it wasn't as well received, you know, I'm still happy because you know we we made music that we enjoyed and made us happy. So it was such a good experience. I agree. Money well spent. Thank you so Thank much. You. I'm Money glad that well you think spent. so. Thank you very you much. Know. Um, you know, these people be spending, um, and some ladies they be spending three hundred dollars on a purse. Like I would never. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't understand. Does not compute. I will throw money at you if you tell me somebody's gonna play some good music. I'm like, okay, you know, like we have to. I don't care, honey. I'm going. I'm spending. That yeah. is worth it. Okay. And that's one thing we've kind of sort of started to manage better as we. Uh, go into this new uh, record. Um, with the drummer leaving before we were practicing at his house, our oldest drummer, um, but now after he left, you know, we had to buy a rehearsal space. Um, but now that we're going into the studio, we're cutting the rehearsal space so we can save that money and put it into the uh, <clears throat> the the new track. So we've learned a lot from this whole experience and um, from that whole first EP, honestly, and how to manage ourselves better. And then our drummer does some looking around at some studios we can look at. And then we stumble upon a sound art studio um, run by a man named Brian. And um, we, were, we, were, we were really happy with his work. He did make us work for our music, though. I mean, he would definitely give us the critiques and all that that needed to be done. And um, 
he'd make us work for it, but it paid off making having us wait and um, put in that work for the music. It's always good, you know, to have an engineer that's not being uh, trying to tell you what to do, but is trying to be like, you know, that was a good take, but we could do a little bit better. You mm-hmm. know, things like that. Because, you know, that means they really care. If they're just like, oh, yeah, man, that was fire. Woo! Next. Nah. Yeah. You know, probably not someone you want to trust. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's why I really, I I enjoyed working with Brian. I know he didn't have the greatest experience, but I really liked that because I liked having um, someone who would actually give us insights and um, say, hey, you know. That was a little sloppy. Let's run it again. And uh, Mateo, I don't think I don't think Mateo likes critiques at all. But you no, know, he, it was the he'll worst. get used to it. The thing know? was that uh, I I come from school of rock, and over there I was the oldest, and so I was I was very motivated. So I'm already up here, and it's it's it was my fault. It's an ego thing. So I'm thinking I'm on top of the world. I'm in a dope band. I'm writing all the songs, and then whenever this guy comes up and he says, "You need to redo it again," what? what do you mean? Are you serious? Me? So it, it's just my ego, and it's I wasn't used to working so hard. I mean, I've made my demos like digitally with fake amplifiers and stuff, and to me, that's like okay, like I know somebody would listen to it. But for well-produced stuff and stuff that will sell good or sound good, whatever, you need to work hard. And I just I didn't understand. It. I was immature. I mean, we were doing so much stupid stuff. Like I don't know. But now that I'm mature, like I can look back at it, and I have a lot of friends who worked with Brian. And they had really good experiences. And luckily, they were good at their instrument. I was not the best guitar player. Not half as good as I am nowadays, I think. And so to have to consistently work and put in like hours and hours and hours again, it's like, oh my God, I hate this guy. But I loved him at the end of it. Nowadays, I love him. Fantastic guy. And great like engineer, producer. He's brilliant at what it does. And it shows because he's got one of the longest running places and one of the most respected. So all respect to Brian. I'm... I'm sorry that you had to see the little bitch side of me, man. Hopefully next time I'll be better. I've been practicing my scales. (laughs) You know, um, I've heard it from engineers and from music, uh, musicians and music teachers. You know, they're saying they're like, it is a love-hate thing teaching somebody or just like sometimes, you know, working with another musician on a technique or a craft because we all have our own ideas, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, y'all respect each other because it's like, I only give you crap because I care. <laughs> it's only because you're worth it that I give you so much of this crap. And it's true because if they didn't think you had talent, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Whatever. it's great. You yeah. know, here's your sticker, you know, uh, good job. and Give me the money and yeah. buy. Yeah. 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 It was good. I And I, I appreciate Brian. I think that he understood how hard we were working. And I I almost want to say he liked the music. Because certain songs that we would play that to us were B-sides, whatever. He'd say, is that a single? Are you sure that's not a single? And like he, he tried to stir us in that direction. But I think <laughs> yeah. ultimately he, he was the guy for that record. And I think he did a brilliant job. He taught us a lot. That's why I'm very confident going into this next record. I think I've learned from from the boss. I, I know now. I learned from him. I I can just keep learning now. But I'm not a I'm not a kid anymore. I I think I got a grasp now. Okay. You know? I feel you. I feel you. Oh, that's wonderful, man. That's such a rewarding moment too. Yeah. Extremely rewarding after all the another take, another take, change the pedals, another guitar. Oh my god, Brian. <laughs> I love him though. He was fantastic at what he does. So you guys have already been performing at some of Houston's finest, including BFE Rock Club, 
White Oak Music Hall, House of Blues, Numbers. Yeah. How have these shows been thus far, man? They they have been fantastic, honestly. Um, White Oak and B, and uh, House of Blues, we both reached out to about, and um, we've played uh, White Oak twice, um, both with the company called uh, GTS Productions. Yeah, and um, those shows were phenomenal. I I absolutely loved playing in there. Uh, the first time at White Oak, we played in one of the upstairs, one of the smaller stages. And we were a six-man band at the time. So it was crammed on that stage. And um, then we got another call from them. And they're, and um, we had the opportunity to play at the downstairs stage. And that show was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. You know, we had space. You know, there was a good crowd. Beautiful venue. So that was phenomenal. And then over our tour over the past summer, we got reached out to from a House of Blues person. And um, that was just phenomenal as well. I mean, we got uh, we went in the foundation room and then we played in the bronze peacock room. And it was it was phenomenal. It was so much fun, you know, walk, walking into our uh, first real green room and backstage room with TV. It was like, oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. Um, and we were like, oh my God. I remember we were all taking videos like, oh my gosh, look at this. We're watching the fight right now on TV. It was like until we played it, and it was just an absolute blast. And you know, we love uh, BFE and all that. Um, it they have been absolutely blast as well. I mean, there's been some phenomenal crowds that come out, and um, the sound people there, and just the people there in general are awesome. I love the people at BFE, and um, it's always a great time to play at. BFE and all those other places. Um, I cherish all the times we go there. And numbers too, um, because my mother, my stepfather, all have been to numbers. It is such a reputable uh, nightclub. And it to go there and uh, play on the stage where David Bowie, the Chili Peppers, I believe, have played, um, it's just phenomenal. I got to take it in. I didn't know about that, but yeah. I, I did love playing in numbers uh, personally. Uh, for other shows that I've been playing at, there haven't been much, like the stages have been really small and I yeah. haven't had much space to move around. So I really loved that about Numbers and it was really fun playing with them because you can just have all the fun you want on that big stage. So You want to yeah. go back on the 19th? The 19th? You wanna go yeah, back? We actually for sure, for sure. have a show going. opportunity on the 19th of February for Numbers. Oh, excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And... We love it. The stage is phenomenal. I mean, there there were lights running through it, and it it it's just an awesome venue. I I love numbers, and I always try and take in my surroundings, and you know, take in. Hey, I'm on this same stage where someone else has been, and it's just yeah. numbers is always a great experience for me. Oh, numbers! <laughs> Everyone I know has been there. Yeah. Yeah, I was there when I was your age. I was clubbing when I was your age over there. So, yeah, yeah, I probably ran into your parents, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. That's wonderful. That's wonderful, man. So you guys have also performed with some other, a lot of different local artists here from Houston, including previous guests that were on the podcast, The Kiddos. Yes, So how has your yes. experience been working with other artists on the scene? Do you want to? Sure. So... I think the the show that I remember connecting with like and making friends with people because I'm not sure about you guys as much but in the beginning I wasn't as cocky as I was towards the end of the record. 
I'm a very shy guy in the beginning, and I meet. Uh, I got to meet Darcy Segura, uh, formerly from Everglades, and Brandon. And Brandon is now like our advisor guy. I call him the boss too. Anytime that Jason will tell me, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, no, I learned from the boss. I know what I'm doing. But we met those guys. We got to meet Violet Theory there. We've met a lot of the people who I think are now some of both my best friends and some of my coworkers, essentially. Like, I mean, we've connected so much with so many artists and made so many friends over this that I'm so thankful for. Like, I... Even whenever we release our record, like playing with Reg and Violet Theory, it's something that I'm never going to forget, man. It was amazing. <laughs> so for the all, all the other bands that uh, he's talking about, I haven't known them as, as long as they long, have. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm pretty sure we played uh, with them a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, they've all been really nice. They're all incredible like and talented Jesus, people. Yeah. Uh, and really nice, too. So... Right now, I don't have the best of gear, as Mateo knows, and Jason. Uh, my amplifier is like this little, this little tiny amp. Uh, so some of those bands have let me uh, use their amps on stage before, and I thought that was really nice. So credit yeah. to them. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so many, just, not even just beautiful musicians, but beautiful characters in this scene. And I'm, I'm sure that I haven't even really met half of them. Like I am dying, dying to play a show with Orion. Pinky Promise, Gray Falls, Dante's Room. I want to go back with Violet Theory. Like, there's so many things that I want to do. And I'm, I'm more than positive these people are beautiful people. That's, and I don't know, they're incredible. I'm such, a, I'm such a fangirl of these bands. I love the scene and I listen to it probably more than I do real music or loud music or live, whatever. I love these guys. It's, it's such a, it's a, it's a blessing to be in this scene. There's nothing better than this. Maybe Austin. That's about it that I can think about. Well, I, I know Austin has, you know, Sixth Street and, you know, they have, you know, South by Southwest, you know, things like that, you yes. know, whatever. Well, you know, we just had our first ever Loud Fest here in Houston, which was a collective of 97.9 The Box, which is a collective of a bunch of Houston local artists and things like that, you know. But mm -hmm. I really do love our Houston music scene. We got some wide variety and Amazing. very very talented individuals here yeah i completely agree with you i'm i don't know it, it boggles my mind i mean i remember when i was a kid and i had just i, I stole my brother-in-law's guitar and uh and a sex pistols record and i remember <laughs> oh my god and i i couldn't catch it on i was not a natural guitar player i tried playing bass because i quit guitar and then i go back to it and uh I don't know, man. It's it's so cliche, but I would see it in the mirror and I'd be playing and I was like, this is something that I want to do. I love this. And now to be able to play on stages with some of my best friends and it's just, it's amazing. I never thought that it would come up to here because you always get fed the thing about you got to be a lawyer, you got to be a doctor, whatever. And it's, it's cool. That stuff, it might happen. You know, we never know. I'm doing this right now for fun and just, it's a driving thing, but I'll, I have time to be a lawyer. I have time to be a doctor, but there's not going to be another time where I'm this young and that I'm so enamored by this. This is, it's, it drives me crazy, to be honest with you. Jason knows it. Like, this thing is, it's insane. I, I've never been so committed to anything and so driven to do anything than just make music with a bunch of my best friends. Uh, and, and I mean, what else do you want? <laughs> There's nothing want? to add to that. There's no. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today, man. Anytime. Anytime, yeah. Of course.
Yeah. Do you mind really if I say hi to some of our friends and contemporaries again? Uh, no. Okay. Do you guys want to go first? Y'all got some some mentions, or y'all y'all got thirty minutes for me to say hi to everybody? Your mom? Yeah. Hi, Alex. Hi, mom. Say hi to your moms. Oh, hi, mom. I love you. What's up, mama? No, but I I really like I just I don't know. I'd go fangirling again, but I want to give a huge shout out to Violet Theory, to Brandon, to Regbag, Dante's Room, Great Falls, Pinky Promise, Lucid Illusions, Three Hundred Seven. All of these guys in the Houston scene, you guys really keep it going. You guys keep it fresh, alive, and I'm so thankful to have met and gotten to befriend all of you guys. And uh, and thank you for letting us on here. It's really been such a pleasure to be on here. I'm so excited to do more stuff here if we can. Once we release the record, whatever it is, it's just it's been such a pleasure doing everything that we've gotten to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm I don't know about you guys, but I couldn't be happier than where I'm at. Yeah, there's nothing more for me here. That's I awesome. love it, dude. This is amazing for me. Thank you guys, man. You know, thank you guys. And shout out to all the musicians that he mentioned and also to the kiddos. To the kiddos, yes. All right. Y'all keep spreading that fire around, son. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Bonne nuit. Bye-bye.